So welcome to part two of the Point of Everything round podcast roundup of the year. So the first part, we kind of talked about Cork and, well, general positivity around Cork, which is uh, great to hear. And now we're going to go through our albums of the year and critique everybody's album of the year. And like, you what? <laughs> what? You like that album? So uh, it's the same panel as part one. Darren Keane, Emma Kelly, and uh, Justin and Ross from Cutting Heads Collective. So... Like, I guess, first of all, Justin and Ross, did you think that it was a good year for music in general? Yeah. No, I I usually always think that. I never think, oh, it's a bad year. There's always loads that you can find that you enjoy and you just kind of ignore the stuff you don't. And yeah. And do you enjoy making the lists at the end of the year? Like actually thinking about all of the albums that were released or were you like, oh. I don't oh, think what? I've ever done it before. Like I, oh. I, I do mixes a lot, so I'm just kind of selecting tunes and stuff like that. I'll do end of the year mixes or whatever, but I've never actually done a list. It's a first. <laughs> wow, a first, yeah. and it's happening on yeah. this podcast right now. There you go. Do you have Exclusive. It, do you have it in numerical order as well, like a number one album? Uh, no, no. I just kind of have a list. <laughs> okay. It's not in an order. Let's hear, let's hear some of your albums. Oh, uh, so Irish albums or just albums in general? Uh, let's go Irish first. Okay, cool. Let's see. Albums. I have like albums and EPs. There's a lot of EPs there. So, um, okay, I'll just run through them all quickly and then I might talk about <laughs> we'll, There's a few. We'll there. take notes and uh, um, comment. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, The Bonk seems to be a verb. I thought that was incredible. Um, Colm K's EP, Heights. Just rinsing that at the moment. Danny Depot, A Force of Nurture, which I loved. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, the, the album was completely slept on. He's not like mad into his promo or anything. But, who, uh, who is uh, it? Danny Depot. Danny Depot, yeah. He's one of the original Community Scratch lads. But um, yeah, it's just. I think he made most of the album with one record that has like a tone on it, and he gets all these mad kind of melodies out of it and kind of. Uh, a lot of these live dirty drums, a lot of distortion and stuff. It's crazy. Tried to book him a few times now, but he, uh, DJ No Show. <laughs> 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 he plays the scratch games every year. That's about it. So. But, love Danny. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I thought the Jafaris thing was cool. Um, John Daly, West to West. I like that. Um, Fixity 3, I thought that was cool. Uh, 5 to 2 was like a jazz thing. How tall do you think you could grow? Yeah. Which was on Softboy Records, which kind of typically puts out like this Irish hip hop and beat stuff. They put out a jazz album. It's quite good. Uh, Love the Lacarama EP, Contactless EP. Killed it at our birthday as well. Uh, Lewis James, Shapeshifter, he played our birthday as well. Mankey character development was one of my favorite all year. Yeah, just incredible. Just came from a young fellow. Like he's only um, what nineteen now, I guess. Yeah, he, he's he's from Limerick, isn't he? He's from Limerick. Limerick's yeah. got a great like rap scene kind of yeah kind of scene going on, doesn't it? Yeah, big time. Um, so naive Ted, minute particulars. That was mental. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun though. Yeah. Um, there was a group up in Dublin called Neomatic. Neomatic tape. I kind of like what they did. Um, the new Jackson album was incredible. Um, yeah, I like the Outsider YP album. Um, 
Shukra EP cliches. That was awesome. Um, yeah, great. Keelan's thing was cool as well, far away. And was cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zara, right? Like, no, no, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and Sons Phonetic, DeLoreans, which was also like really slept on. I thought it's an Irish hip hop thing that I enjoyed. Um, so, yeah, that's them. <laughs> Ross, do you have any that you want to uh, add? I had no, I, I genuinely don't. I think Justin covered all the, the top Irish releases there. I mean, for me, my three would have been uh, Fixity's release, Mankey Character Development, and uh, is it Minute Particulars or Minute Particulars? Whatever Ted would call it himself. Yeah, I've always been saying Minute. All right, I've always been saying Minute. I don't know. Um, but yeah, they were definitely my, my top three Irish releases, I know. But yeah, as just said, I think there was a hell of a lot of really good stuff coming out in 2017 in general, whether it's kind of more locally stuff or like at the international scene and the mainstream scene and stuff, there's just been quality, quality year for music. Uh, Emma, you've put on loads of gigs this year, but before we get to some of your gigs of the year, what are your uh, favorite Irish albums of the year? Uh, or the albums of the year in general? The Bonk seems to be a verb. Um, was probably my favorite if I was to pick one. Yeah. Um and I love Phil Christie. Anything he's just the nicest guy in the world. Um Seamus Fogarty, the curious hand. Um do you know Coor? Neil Lachlan, he plays uh bass for um Fixity, but he put out a record, Ross Ganna, on uh Raylock Records up in it's a clear kind of trad. That's a really, really lovely album. It's beautiful. Folk, it's yeah. C U A R. C-U-A-R, yeah, Roscana is the name of it. Uh, the Jimmy Cake, Tough Love, that's another one I went absolutely obsessed with for a while. Um, David Kehoe, Short Passing Game. He's a producer. Uh, I'm actually not sure where he's from. Actually, Dublin, maybe? I think he's based in Dublin. Do you know David Kehoe? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I seen him at um, Another Love Story, and I was just blown away, like... And yeah, we put him on down the roundy then a couple of weeks later. Actually, I went down to Jimmy and I was like, straight after another love story, I was like, Jimmy, we have to get this dude down. He was like, yeah, he's coming down. He's already booked. Ah. I was like, class. <laughs> <laughs> My man. Um, senior infants then, CBC. Um, I was obsessed with that. And uh, Automatic Tasty. Uh, he's a producer. I think he's based in Dublin. But uh, he hadn't. He's seen seen him in open ear, thought he was phenomenal. And there's this particular track called Field in the Morning of uh his EP, I think it's really nice. Um then Percolator, Sestra, um St. Keelan, the Faraway EP, EP as well. And um The Shaker Him, their single Dead Trees. And yeah, that's about it, I think. Cool. Darren, do you want to go through yours and then we'll kind of talk more generally about them? Genuinely, the lads have covered like every Irish album I think this year. <laughs> <laughs> like um, my personal favourites from Ireland were the Jimmy Cake album because I love the Jimmy Cake. They're brilliant. And um, the Percolator album, Binkle off the Percolator album is one of my tracks of the year. Uh, it just sounds like 1991. It's fucking incredible. Um, it's just that crazy shoegaze, like Ormy Barrett guitar. And then like sample loop at the end. It's just it's really cool. Yeah. Um kind of got like in my I always like look at Skew International a bit on my list, but I've got the Lake Rama EP was excellent. Keelan's EP was great. Um I ended up even like covering one of Keelan's songs 
One Night with a Band because I love it so much. Like, uh, I'll Be a Fool for You is probably my one of my favorite songs written all year. It's just absolutely gorgeous. It's a beautiful song. Um, anything else Irish then as well? Like, I've been a bit remiss this year. I've, I've kind of missed out a few things. Uh, kind of, I'm looking forward to kind of spending the rest of my December just ch- catching up on the Irish releases. Uh, I thought generally, like, just kind of, you know, just thinking about it overview, I thought that it was kind of uh, not not as great as previous years for Irish releases. And I don't really know why that is. Like, just going through, you know, on the Choice Prize website, they list all of the albums. And I thought, you know, I have about 10 that I really like. But then after that, it was kind of um, low. I was just wondering, like, where does everybody, like, find the Irish music? Where, like, where do you listen to it? Is it kind of through word of mouth or, like, you see someone else is putting it on? Or I think a lot of things I come across are things that I see live um and then really dig it live and that's where a lot of it comes on and a lot of sometimes as well i listen to a lot of podcasts like you know uh the point of everything obviously listen to every single one uh honestly i don't like, I don't like the guy who, who runs it. um and dublin digital and radio as well the co-present is another podcast that i like listening to um ray wingnut as well whatever he says i'm just yeah. like yeah you're like spot on all the time um yeah, and then I suppose getting contacted by different bands and what bands that I'd be working with, kind of come across different kind kinds of music that way. I feel like my vision of music is very kind of honed in to what's happening around around me, though I don't really look like international really, just kind of concentrate on what's going on domestically. Oh, really? Mm. I'm the opposite. Yeah. Because I I don't like looking at what people around me are doing a lot of the time, because I like to have my own head in what I'm doing. Yeah. So I kind of tend to just look to international stuff all the time and try to get sounds from other places yeah I, I think that that was one of the things that i did this year as well though i seem to i think like i think generally it was a really really great year for uh albums but i thought Ar- irish wise it was kind of a little lacking but maybe that was just because i was listening to more of the international stuff as yeah, well yeah. like i mean in- we can talk about international now like i think uh like kendrick lamar is probably on near the top of all of our lists yeah i presume so. uh hey. like <laughs> who was who that? I really like a lot of stuff on them, but there's like I think there's a lag towards the end. Um, don't get me wrong, I still think it's really good. I just think compared to it's Pimp Butterfly and Good Kid, uh, mm. it's just yeah, yeah, they're pretty high bars to reach. Like you know, um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of great stuff in it, but it's maybe a bit too long. I think, but. Uh, don't get me wrong, I still played Humble the other night in my DJ set, and I was like, yes, come on. Like, I like Duckworth's an amazing track off it as well. Absolutely love that. Um, wouldn't be my top... I don't like making a top ten, I just have a list. But it would. it's definitely not my top tier anyway. But, like, it's still great. Yeah, like, I've, like I was just thinking general in general terms, ahead of this podcast, like, you know, uh, just looking at other lists, like Pitchfork did their songs of the list, songs of the year list this year. Cardi B was number one, and there wasn't too much too much indie stuff there and just comparing it to my list you know like indie indie music is kind of where where i'm happiest and calmest and you know i, I know it well more more so than rap music but I, and i think that it was a great year for indie and indie rock music but uh i think it's kind of gone back to its roots or something it's like it's not doing what rap music is doing which is kind of observing what's happening because obviously 2017 was like a mental year with trump and brexit and everything yeah, yeah. and i think that's where Kendrick Lamar kind of comes into his own because that's an essential album of 2017 because like he's addressing everything that's happening right now, especially in America. 
gun control. He's, he's um, sampling uh, Fox News people and talking about everything that's going on. Whereas indie, I don't know if there's many indie bands that are doing that really. You know, like looking at my list, you know, Fleet, Fo- yeah. Fleet Foxes, Grizzly Bear, uh, The Horrors, uh, Future Islands. They're all really, really great albums, but I don't think that there's anything there that's doing what Kendrick is doing. I don't know, is that something that people pay attention to? But I, I was just thinking of it kind of critically you know, yeah. as an overview. It's an interesting one. I think, like, with how big hip-hop is worldwide at the moment, I mean, I saw something a couple of weeks ago. It's the the biggest genre in America now as far as sales and everything goes. And, and obviously, it's become such a huge beast. There's a, a million different sub-genres that you can look at within it. Um, so it's hard to talk about it all being that way. Um, but for me, I've found this year that it's one of the last genres that I consume that's, that has a real protest song side of things compared to look at other times of kind of civil disrepute kind of globally and stuff there was a lot more as you're saying from the more indian acoustic scene and stuff that was very much based in being protest music um and a couple of releases this year whether it's kendrick i mean run the jewels have always been doing it um you got the new the new joy badass album and stuff it's it's very yeah very very political and in your face and on that um then obviously you got people like Sleaford Mods and like their album and stuff as well. Like that's if that isn't protest music, I don't know what the hell is to be honest with you. But um, and it sounds more essential, doesn't it? Yeah, big time. I think a lot of that is almost happenstance as well. Like some of it was in development a long time in advance of that, and it's just coming at that that perfect timing and stuff. Um, so you get a lot of that from with cinema and TV and stuff as well, where there's something that's been developed for a couple of years, and then there's a few things like uh, The Handmaid's Tale when that came out this year. I mean, that felt so of 2017 and everything that's going on within within American politics and stuff. But, you, you know, you talk to the showrunners and stuff and all their interviews are like, yeah, we're developing this for like three, four years. It just happened that our vision of the future started to become a bit more of a reality at the same time. And maybe that's something that allows the likes of Kendrick's album and stuff to, to rise up in the public estimation because it's just perfectly of the time. Um, just because you mentioned them, Run the Jewels, uh, they released their album, I think it was on Christmas Day last year as a free download. Uh, it was good, but and I saw them once this year. I saw them in Dublin. I didn't see them at Primavera, but um, I was kind of, I don't know, I was kind of disappointed by them in general this year. Is that, is that fair? Live as well, yeah. Well, I I, I've only seen them live once. They were so amazing. They, they, yeah. they played like a 30, 35 or 40 minute set. I think that's that it was pretty more the short. length of it yeah. that was disappointing than anything yeah, else. Yeah, I was at that Dublin gig as well. The um, yeah, it was like it was a banging set. They played everything that you wanted to hear. But yeah, man, it was so rehearsed and fine-tuned and really condensed as a result. Um, I came out of it thinking the exact same. I was like, because I've seen them like four or five times at this stage. Um and normally they're one of my highlights as far as a live act goes, but yeah, that gig disappointed me as well. Man. I, I, I saw them twice this year, um, and like the album I liked, but I think it's once again too long. But like I think at this time they've got I hate describing their shtick because they're such fucking cool guys and they're excellent rappers and they've got, obviously got works for them. And but it, it just it's starting to seem a bit tired now. Not tired, like they've played one hundred and six gigs this year. They're tired, you know. That might be part of it, you know, like I just, I think if you go to a few of their gigs, if you go to three or four of their gigs, you get to see like, this is the banter, this is the bit, you know, like, but that's cool. You know, they're a big touring act, like not everyone's going to see them two or three or four times. So it's fresh to everyone else, but maybe like, because we're super into it, we've seen them a good few times and we're just like, 
So maybe we're being overly critical of them. Like, uh, they also did a song for um, the FIFA soundtrack. I don't know if you heard it. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of know. Like FIFA, the the FIFA soundtrack or the FIFA the new FIFA game is kind of built around uh, the advertising campaign is built around the El Libero, which is a a football move that I don't know if it actually exists in real life. Like I've never heard of it. Ronaldo Ronaldo does it apparently, Crazy. and he he's who's built around the ad. But uh, Run the Jewels song for the track has a libero in it and it's so like forced in there as well mm. and i was like oh what are you doing guys you're yeah. better than this taking <laughs> that fee for money <laughs> and so i don't know it's weird i went back and listened to like fantastic damage the lp soil album like this year and i was like fuck this is it like and i was like the run jewels tree didn't make me do that so yeah. i don't know it's weird uh do you want to go through some of your albums of the year darren as, he's, as, so, as, I, as I side I list. own because my list, list is always really long <laughs> skim uh, through them personally like I've had a weird year of listening to music I've had to review a lot of stuff like for different websites and it's kind of fucked up my normal like uh, listening habits so I haven't been listening to that, listening to that organically so this is what I genuinely like out here so I love the Shabazz Palaces one of the two albums mm. released Quasar Born a Gangster Star absolutely brilliant album I there's one song called Eel Dreams. I'm like, that is the sex jam of 2017. It's unbelievable. The albums are like kind of yeah. s- kind of concept albums kind of built around yeah. sex though, aren't they? I'm not too sure about the concept, but I will go with your word there. I didn't read anything about them. That's what I'm saying. I'm just like, this is what it's ever coming to me. Like, Yeah, I was surprised that they weren't on more best of the year lists. Like, yeah, that album, I think I, I listened to that so much uh, when it came out. Um, Laurel Halo's album, Dust. There's a track called Moon Landing on that. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, XI who are um, Colin Stetson, the saxophone player. He's playing with like an instrumental like rock trio, I think it is. It just sounds like lightning bolt crossed with like free jazz. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, Mirror Reaper, the album by Bellwitch. They're like doom metal. It's 81 minutes long. It's one track. Whoa. It's a monolith. It's the, the definition of monolith. Like it's it's absolutely incredible. And then... How do you how do you review an album like that? I are you like it. four stars for the first sat, 20 I minutes? I sat there and went, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it stood up about 20 minutes and went yes <laughs> um, and then these are kind of more obvious choices like Drunk by Thundercat yeah. absolutely love the album kind of there's bits in it that still make me like tremble or something he's like the, he's such a virtuoso on the bass uh, he's a shredder he's a shredder true and true but like he's he's excellent and then um, yeah Tyler's Flower Boy really like that Tyler's Creator excellent album and then Shout out to Granddaddy with Last Place coming back after like 11 years and making a great album. Really good. And then, yeah, I could go on and could keep going on. I suppose like uh, we could talk about the LC Sounds album as well, which like features three of my favorite tracks of the year all in a row, but doesn't hold together for me as a full album, as a full piece. Yeah. Uh, like we were talking about that before I pressed record. Like, I, d- I don't know what uh, you guys thought, Emma, if you heard the album LCD Sound System, like... Did did were you, were you happy to see them reform? I kind of wasn't. Me? Uh, yeah, Darren. <laughs> I was delighted to see them reform. Like, and this is something you and I have talked about a lot because we went to see them last year in Barcelona in a yeah, tiny club. That was amazing. That was my gig and of the year last year. It just, oh my god! And then when I saw them this year at the Olympia, I was like, as a live band, nailing it. Probably better than they ever were. The album itself has three fantastic songs. I think with um, "Call the Police," "American Dream," um, and uh, "Tonight," 
Oh, I know Baby actually, so four fantastic songs. But I think it, it you know, it'll lose it while it gets a bit dark for LCD. It's, it's a bit murkier production-wise than the previous was. But my God, like when it gets it right, it gets it right. So I'm happy to have them back. I mean, I'm never going to complain when a band of that caliber can play that well live. Is you know, I'm never going to. Go, yeah, great. I'm like really happy they're gone. No, they're excellent live. They're a fantastic band. Like you can just dance forever to them. <laughs> so like, such a long list. <laughs> um, you seem like someone who does enjoy a good list, though. No, actually, I used to, I kind of got away from that high fidelity kind of lo- like love of like lists <laughs> thing a long time ago. I'm like no don't longer have like top five songs that make me care about the feelings of my shoes or something, you know. <laughs> um, I really miss that playlist. <laughs> I'm kind of really happy to see Godspeed like Ember come back with Luciferian Towers. I thought it was a really good return, kind of a bit more positive. The OCs with Orc. See, these are all reliable bands that all put out reliable albums all the time. I'm trying to think of something that's maybe jumped out at me and kind of like went, this is incredible that I haven't heard in a while. You kind of don't have a definitive album of the year either. No, I can't. Like, I, And I think this is coming back to maybe something that Justin said, like every year is a good year for music. You know, you pick mm-hmm. out what you like and you filter out what you don't like. Because, you know, there's enough music out there in the world you don't ever have to listen to something you don't like. That's the thing. Music is brilliant in that way. You can cosset yourself in this warm blanket of like really good albums all the time um well, well actually one album i just want to mention is uh the blank mass album world leader uh blank mass is one half of fuck buttons and the world album world leader is mind-blowingly good so i would recommend that cool uh emma what are your kind of uh, general albums of the year i know you were saying you listened to a load of irish music this year anything else stand out for you um not really, we'd like to be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just kind of concentrate on Irish music for the most part, to be honest. Wow. You don't feel yeah. like you're missing out or on Kendrick? Not at all. They yeah. have enough people listening. I don't to <laughs> feel like great. I need to as well. That's great too. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just interested to see what's up and coming. And yeah, I kind of do concentrate more on that. Like I, I get a kick out of people like that i know that are doing cool shit are like you know um yeah don't really have anything else to say <laughs> <laughs> what about you justin what was, what was your uh non-irish um, albums of the year i got another long list i won't go <laughs> yes. through them all um <laughs> so uh, there was a lot of jazz stuff that i really liked um actually what's the jazz stuff because i looked at my list and i only have like the cameron graves album and the kamasi album and that's it I had the Kamasi one. Have you heard the Christian Scott uh, Tunde Adujua? I no. don't know how to say it. <laughs> he put out this trilogy of albums, three albums this no year. It was called the Centennial Trilogy. And yeah, they're just amazing. Cool. Um, if I had like, you know, if I were to rate these, that would be very high in the top <laughs> few. Um, so I love that. There was like Alphamists. A lot of this stuff is like that kind of post-Dilla, very hip-hop-y jazz i suppose um but yeah i, I like the um kamazi washington one was dope so um uh, other than jazz um uh bastian keb uh 2202885 i assume it's meant to be a date um but yeah i think it's meant to be like a concept album about a stripper lost in the city at night or something <laughs> it kind of sounds like that too um, <laughs> But uh, it's like kind of melancholy, but you know, nice and hopeful as well. It's just beautiful. Like he's kind of an instrument or multi instrumentalist um, and producer, and he sings on it. 
Um, yeah, just really soulful. I, I've listened to that a lot. Pleasant. Um, what else did I have? Dark House Family, The Offering. That's kind of jazzy as well, actually. Um, I like the Jest album. Uh, we kind of booked him, but uh, I listened to that album quite a bit. Billy Green is dead. I think that's meant to be a concept album too, but I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> it's like a return to the 70s yeah. concept album. <laughs> Big time. Uh, there was this guy called Jitwam, self-titled, who's like, he's an Indian guy. He's living in New York now. But um, that was actually quite a bit like the Bastian Kev thing, I suppose, kind of multi-instrumentalist producer who kind of sings over his stuff as well. But uh, I liked the kind of Indian influences, I assume. I think he's traveled a lot, you can tell. A world music buzz off it, but really kind of groovy and nice as well. Um, yeah, I had Kendrick down there. Uh, my favorite hip hop album in the era was the Vince Staples thing. Oh, Big that was yeah, that was excellent was actually. Yeah, killer. Yeah, um, love the Thundercat thing. Uh, Sudden Archives. I thought that was really good. Sharon Jones album and Dap Kings, kind mm -hmm. of the one she put out after she passed or whatever. It was lovely. Like Sampha process. That was a really good album, yeah. Um, yeah, it's more or less it. I Nick Hakem, Dream I Green Twins, I like that too. It was interesting. To, did you hear the Jay Lynn album? The Black, what? Jay Lynn, Black Origami. It's like this. Oh, Jay Lynn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. great. That's yeah. how, as you were talking, I was like, I forgot the Jay Lynn album. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's incredible. It's a great album. Was that this year? Was that? That was this year. Yeah. yeah. I was really surprised to see. I was like. I thought, like, I think the first single came out like towards the end of last year. So, yeah, Henri. How do you um do your listening? Is it kind of mostly through Spotify or like is it through records or radio or I how is it? Doing do you a find lot that of it's mine. more like split up than ever before for you? Um, especially this year, I do a lot of mine through Bandcamp. I just yeah, follow a lot of people and I just get loads of emails you can every day. follow people on Bandcamp. Yeah. You follow me and you get what? an email whenever they put up a new release. So every day I just have loads of emails of new things. I, I just use Bandcamp for like yeah. selling my own stuff I've never used as a thing. It's great. It's great. Oh, no, for discovering cool. new music, I find, because I don't really use Spotify. Um, oh, what? Why not? Like um, out of a moral... No, no, there's no moral thing to it. I've just never gone down that road. I probably should, yeah. I don't know. It's Everyone handy. raves about it. Yeah, it's a, a great way for discovering music. I think I probably kind of use YouTube in the way that most people use Spotify, I guess, with the recommendations and all that. No. So, yeah. I listen to a lot of um, on Tave Tuchel, uh, Kino Kivan's show on Radio Nikolta. Um, best radio show around? Best radio show I've ever heard. Like, best show I've ever heard. So, like, uh, so what I do is I listen to Keen's show. And and I kind of try for new acts. I like I take him off Keen's show. Like I like I learn about things from him. Uh, and then for like kind of legacy acts, it's just bands I follow. And then listening wise, I I use Spotify a bit. I also use I still have an iPod Classic that's still going. So that oh, gets, really that gets rocked a lot. Yeah, yeah. I love my iPod. And you like add stuff to it yeah. still constantly. Love it wow. absolutely. It's never it's, gonna die. It's just it's gonna it's, die. It's die. part of me. It's like. gonna die. Uh, I've contingency. I've, I've, I have a contingency plan. So another iPod? No, a spare battery. Um, but yeah, it's it that's 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 most of my listeners that iPod because it's just like a mix of archival stuff and kind of like new releases, kind of stuff I'm researching because I like listen to a lot of the like, back catalog stuff, just digging into things and then records as well because like, although this year I've been on a Prince trip, so I've just on, like almost only bought Prince records. 
stuff is scary about now. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like, so listening is like Kino Kimo show, bit of Spotify, but I don't use it for recommendations because I hate that shit. And then like uh, iPod and and also one of my friends are listening to it. like I trust my friends more than any other any music algorithm or any show programmer. Like I, I if I want to like what's happening in kind of like kind of hip hop and stuff, I like ask my housemate, ask my housemate Sarah Buggy or like you know like what are you listening to? And like I trust her, I trust my housemate Rory as well. Like because they they know they know their stuff. I like because we're all into music and we're all really interested all the time. And I just want want to hear what they're saying. That's fair. What about you, Emma? Uh, have yes. you found since uh, uh, Blugged has gone into the roundy that like Jim is putting on a record and he's like, you've got to listen to this. Yeah. No, he's, he's, uh, yeah, he's, he does do that all right. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's not successful. Uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't put any pressure at all. Um, and he asks me what I want to listen to a lot of the time as well. Um, but yeah, um, like Justin, like I, I don't use Spotify um at all really i keep like i keep for some reason deleting it and getting annoyed with it deleting it but then i need to back and get it again because i need to find something somewhere that nobody else like i can't get anywhere else but anyway um and why, why is that is that a moral thing uh, i don't know i'm not I trying to like sink anyone into anything yeah, but I'm, I'm i, really, know, I think i, I, don't I know. find I find the streaming, like the streaming wars and stuff really yeah. interesting and like different people's like different opinions yeah. and like strong opinions about it as well. Yeah. Like I think when I was doing a tour there recently with an artist, we kind of got into that a lot. Um, like I would hate to, like I hate encouraging any artist that I'm working with. I, I wouldn't really, if I, I'd like to find a way to sell their music other than putting it up on Spotify um maybe putting your catalog up on spotify or like getting let's say if you if you printed so many records if you sold those records then maybe put your music up on spotify um or maybe put one or two tracks but i would like oh my god we could talk about this i suppose for hours is it necessary evil is it just pure evil i don't know anyway um yeah i listen to stuff on bandcamp a lot and then just records and um youtube i suppose as well and like i said like i listen to a lot of podcasts see what everyone what's coming up grassroots level like um the co-present as i said you're the point of everything and ray as well and what's that radio show you were saying there that's really uh, good on tave two hill oh on tave two hill right okay yeah it's on Radio Galactica after 10, Monday, Friday. I've heard of it, or I've never listened it's to it. It's unbelievable. Your man's a genius. Like, cool. I but find it like weird that it's still kind of like a secret. You know, I don't know how people, it's a secret. A lot of like, people haven't heard of it. And uh, I just think like Keanu Cuevon, he's been doing it for like 10 or 15 years. I think or, the Irish language mm-hmm. aspect does turn people off it. Like I'm lucky and I can assume, you know, like you can, you can understand it even without the Irish language aspect of it. I can... God knows, I I didn't do very well in honors and in, in, in past Irish and the leaving, and I'm still listening to it away and understanding what the hell's going on. So I think that maybe it might deter some people, but like more people should know about it. It's just brilliant. Like he's such a good DJ as well. Yeah. I want to see him DJ like every month. I love his list of wedding uh, rules for weddings. And oh yeah, he, won't play. he put he put up a, a long Facebook post of all of the songs that are banned from if he plays a wedding, and it's pretty much like every ba- every bad song <laughs> and he does it in a really funny song. way but like he's a really witty like nice guy as well he's just like yeah. and he's just like really enthusiastic about music he's like like i, I think i was like i remember we did the 2015 review and i think i mentioned him on that as well like i always mention him he's such a good guy so yeah 
Um, what about gigs of the year? Uh, will we move on from that? Do you want to go first, Emma? Um, the altered hours when Gold was closing down, that was incredible. And as well, I, I briefly, very luckily, um, got to see them. Uh, top of the list as well, is it? Um, St. Luke's. Top of the list here as well. Yeah, because oh, I wish I was there. Kevin, Kevin Terry was playing in Fixity that night straight after the gig. So I took up and collect him from St. Luke's. So luckily that's like, thank God I did have to collect him because if I didn't, I probably wouldn't have been able to go up there at all because I was down the roundy. But um, my God, like just for the 20 minutes I was there. Yeah. Fuck, like it was just, <laughs> I was blown away. Elaine Howley is just absolutely incredible. Like, um, you, Have they like reached another level this year? Like, I don't think that I've seen them. Um, I haven't much. Yeah. No. But it, sound, it sounds like that St. Luke's gig was kind of like it was amazing. the next thing it, for them. Yeah. It was the only religious experience I've ever had in a church. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the energy and just from the crowd, you know, coming in. Because I was like late in, so everyone was up up top. Like um, When you got in, we were all up top. But like yeah. four or five songs in, everyone's still sitting down. And I think like Carl just said like, move up to front. And everyone just went. And it was like, here we go. This, this is it. Like, oh, it was That's so amazing. It was, and they played so brilliantly. Yeah. Um, yeah, the altered areas, like that last week was like a festival. So, you know, everything that went on that week, uh, Land Crabs as well is in there and the Dark Arts um, as well. And then the Bonk gig in Waterford was my favorite of the tour. It was uh, in a little art gallery and there was only like about maybe 30 people there, but they had some dude doing visuals behind them and it was just really really good the bank and fixity just performed really really well that night um and same difference at townlands yeah yeah they were great love to get oh, them down actually them. yeah um what, what are they are they they're hip-hop they're there are three of them in it there's two mcs and there's three mcs one of them was on oh, a little it? mini hiatus for a bit there but he's oh, back okay. now um, so yeah down at townlands we had two of them plus the dj d shy right yeah i thought they were brilliant yeah they've they got such a good energy about them yeah they're great um fixity then just like they blow my mind every different every like oh god every gig with them is just <laughs> insane like it's just so good it's it like they, they really play to whatever kind of you know i seen them up in arthur's and it was very jazz and blues club up in um dublin and it was like they played to the room that way and then i seen them at uh like their body and soul gig was absolutely great. Were you at that as well? Yeah, it was amazing. And then their house gig then was another level of like just beautiful, beautiful gig. Um, so it, yeah, it was probably like three completely separate or like separate experiences, separate yeah. gigs that they put on too, was it? There is like everything because they they changed their members as well. Like Dan, it's like whoever's around. Um, but yeah, it was like they blow my mind every time I see them. But the, I suppose uh, maybe in particular was the Body and Soul gig. I thought that was particularly powerful. Um, and then Automatic Tasty then at Open Ear, um, Senior Infants then down at Out Out. Do you know that festival? It's like they... I heard stayed. their performance was amazing at that. Yeah, I think they, yeah, they... Um, where is that place? Like down... Down near um, Lazar, the stage Skull, and stuff like or Skib, Skibbering, that's Skib, where it is, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, they were great. Festival. Huh? Out, out, it's called, yeah. I've heard of it. It's yeah. also a DJ night as well. 
Um, yeah, they're yeah. on. They're no, in the roundy on the 16th of December. Yeah, they're there on Saturday. Simosal. Simosal, yeah. That should be really good. Yeah. Like it's well, they DJ night, but they also do like uh, away days essentially where they go out and like yeah. you went to the skib one. I couldn't go to it. It sounded amazing. Like yeah, we didn't stay down there now, but like it's, it's a weekend long thing, and you get your weekend ticket. I think it's two nights, but I was just driving the lads down, and so we drove up after the gig, but. um yeah, that was great. And then Naive Ted then was on after him, so that was brilliant. Um and he he's just mental, like <laughs> just <laughs> like we were we were drinking when just before when we were watching Senior Infants, we went into the kitchen to get a cup of tea together and like pure chill and then like twenty minutes later he's up absolutely going mental, like it's just <laughs> insane. He is, yeah. Uh and then the Clang Sane, if you ever get an opportunity to go see them, actually You're next fantastic. Monday in the roundy go <laughs> 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 to that um, no but they're really special um, I put them on in a house it was a house concert it was supposed to be an outside garden concert but it was absolutely lashing rain so we put it on in the sitting room of Doxy's house um, and it was really really special and then the fixity again up at DIYLK that was just <laughs> another level as well um, just that whole overall gig the whole overall kind of sense of what they're doing the collective up there just there was a great energy up there as well um kxp down in Connolly's, yeah. that was great um i seen l for the first time this year up at another love story that was really good um oh, she was playing was she playing in the tiny room yeah and you got in yeah oh wow yeah she was great i couldn't wait for like the next track or like what she was going to do next i yeah. was just like really into She's it cool. um Line come then at St. Luke's, that was really good. Um, Big Fish, Oos at that in particular, and actually Fish Go Deep were really, really good. Uh, there's Land Crabs at Land Gold. Crabs at Gold yeah. um, then Patrick Freeman and the Bonk as well, then uh, they were in on April and Collins. Um, Angel Olsen that Gary put on, the G Man, in the in Opera House. Cork Opera House, yeah. Yeah. And then Chris Summers, seen him live in the Roundy as African Fiction. And uh, that was insane. Really, really good. He's amazing. You might be one to, you might be one to put in the ones to watch for 2018 as well. Big yeah, time. Big time, yeah. I'd say. Totally. Proper, proper banging techno. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was up at uh, yeah. the Beat Lab with us the last day there. Oh, okay. And killed it. Killed it, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the dude's now talented. Mm. Um, Static as well John Hennessy brought his own stuff Sunday Times John Hennessy uh, he was live at Gulped recently um, actually it was part of the sounds from a safe harbour and that was really good I really dig his stuff and actually he'd be one to watch as well I can't wait to see what he's coming out with um, and then Riley Walker another G-Man Presents gig yeah. in Collins Remember he, the funniest Twitter account in the world. He was, uh, I seen him, I'd seen him solo set in a sculpt and I was like, I really want to see this dude with his live band. So we drove down to, to bars like the next day or the next gig he had on down there and with his full band and I was like so happy I made the journey. It was incredible. Um, yeah. And then pigs, 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 <laughs> pigs. Um, at Spalpeen, that was another highlight. Yeah, yeah. Limerick band. Uh, no, they're actually from Newcastle. Oh, oh yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm getting them confused. Um, but yeah, that's my list anyway. Hmm? Pow Pig is the Limerick band. Yeah. What about you, Darren? Gigs of the year. Um, 
It's actually a lot of crossover between me and Emma. Like all errors and gulp in St. Luke's, land crabs and gulp, land crabs and gulp. Like that, I will remember that to the day I die. It was just so stupid. Like <laughs> <laughs> combined with the fact that towards the end, I actually know I actually went to college with one of them years and years and years ago, and we were both wasters, and he dropped out, and I barely finished. And towards the end, he walked towards me and his eyes locked on mine and he just handed me his guitar and he walked off stage. And I was like, what am I meant to do here? So I had to play guitar for the last three songs of the set. And I was like, this is outrageous. So yeah, that that's all going to be cemented in my mind. There's a lot of kind of obvious ones I could pick, you know, LCD in the Olympia, um, Angel Olsen or Primavera, whatever. I, one of the ones that I didn't think was going to be good, I just went to kind of, kind of off chance, was this dude called Joey Wright. He's a Canadian uh, country musician was playing in Collins the night before my birthday and I was like there's two members of Broken Social scene play with him uh, they play like they're the Broken Social scene brass section but they also write songs with them as well it's like cool I'll get to meet some of the Broken Social scene anyway genuine one of the best gigs I saw all year the best pedal steel player I've ever seen I was stunned I was in raptures watching this guy play pedal steel um and then beautiful songs. They played for two hours, full encores. They got the crowd to do a, a mass, like an unprompted sing-along during one of his songs that no one had ever heard before. And you kind of, when you're sitting at a gig and that's happening, you're like, this is a good one. And then like, yeah, Joey Wright, Canadian country musician, brilliant. If he comes to Collins again, I'm bringing everyone and I'm paying for everyone. Like, And then I'm just going to go through it. My gig of the year, like the best thing I saw all year and the thing I think that changed my life a little bit was I saw... The makeup at Primavera, uh, doesn't, uh, it's kind of hard to describe who they are. Ian Svenonius, their front man, did a series of Vice, Vice called, for, uh, called Soft Focus, interview people, but they're like gospel improv. And they all the band dressed in silver sparkle suits, and he walks in the crowd for the entire gig singing. And it's just, I don't know, it changed something in me. I saw something, I saw, I saw the best front person I've ever seen in my life. That's it. It, it just changed. It was it probably like seeing the fucking. Iggy Pop, some of your peanut butter on itself in 1970. It was that level of kind of... I still can't talk about it. Um, and then other solid... No, other brilliant gigs. Destroyer at the Button Factory, LC Sands of Olympia, um, Solange at Primavera. Solange, my God, like, please come to Ireland. And just smaller bands then. is like Fixity at Langfet. Um, so Langfet was a little festival my friends had at the start of the summer. And Fixie played this... Fixie's gonna come up a lot. Fixie's come up a lot already. But like they, they played this wonderful set. It was underneath. They used a sail as a, like a canopy for the rain from a sailing boat, and they played on pallets out the back garden, and it was just amazing. I, I, I was full sure the guards were gonna be called. It was so loud. And then I saw Wild Rocket, the stoner metal guys in a spot being Fawnock. Absolutely loved that gig. And then Shuker and Cypress Avenue when they were sporting one of the Wolfpack guys, because I hate Wolfpack, but I love Shuker so. People um, love Bullpack, don't they? Yeah, I just don't. Um, that's it. Christmas in LA, man. That's my Christmas jam every yeah. year. I, I, I can't do it. They can't do it. It's like watching robots play or something. It's really weird to me. It makes me, it makes my skin crawl. It's really strange. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just something. I know all my friends loved them, so they're always being played, and I'm just like, <laughs> so that's hard. But yeah, Shuker and Cypress Avenue when they sported, was it Joe Dart? Oh, Tio Katzman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they were incredible, and like. I only remember this today, and I just remember, as I remember this, I remember, like, my sense of confusion and elation walking away from it. Non-sleep, it's um, Paddy Cullen out of Altered Errors and Underling, and it's their duo, and they played in Gulf, and it was like, 
40 different snippets of songs in half an hour. I can't even describe it. My brain had melted by the end of it. So like, you know, when a nuclear reactor explodes and all the fuel rods melt down under the reactor into a pile of slag, that was my brain after that gig. And it was just <laughs> absolutely <laughs> like, and I haven't played since. And I'm so, I want them to play so much that it's just kind they of frustrating. Soon, you know? Are they playing soon? Oh my yeah. God, yes. Like you can <laughs> like order the ambulance mm. to be there <laughs> outside the gig. I can't wait for this. Yeah, I, I, yes. I love them so much. And then did they give it acid at the gig or something? <laughs> I was stone cold sober. Like I don't even want to know what that would be like. Nice, so that's your gig at 2018. Possibly, yeah. And then shout out to probably the only gig in Cypress Avenue I went to this year. Shout out Cypress Avenue. Went to see Boris, supported by Horse. So that was the heaviest fucking thing I saw all year, and that kicked ass. So yeah. I was in Cypress Avenue on Saturday. I don't know, would you count it as one of your gigs of the year, Justin? Russ and Gano family. Yeah, that was very good. Um, for sure, yeah. Um, I hadn't seen him in a while. I mean, I've seen him loads of times, but it probably been over a year since I saw him last. And yeah, they killed it. And there was loads of new music I hadn't heard before. And they're just on the ball. Can't it, go it, was, it was just such a great, like, 60, 65, 70 minutes, wasn't it? It yeah. was like... They could tell everyone was slow to come in. It was a freezing cold night and they just kind of started off a little slow and people were getting into it. And then suddenly everyone was waving their jackets around yeah. in the air doing that. And then <laughs> everyone was on board. Like, I don't know yeah. anyone who can like come away from a Russ and Gano family gig feeling disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's happened. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's not, not a possible, thing. Right? It's, it's not going to happen. No. Uh, what other gigs of the year do you have uh, on? Um, but there were a few that kind of stood out, like the Altered Hours and Galt's when it was closed and i don't know if that was mentioned already or what yeah. when I was do you think that that's going to be one of the gigs that people talk about it's like uh, nirvana it's or henry's It'll uh, be like maybe. There, was, there was only like a hundred <laughs> what like a hundred people maybe, maybe. a hundred is so many for gold yeah. Gold or uh, gold yeah i'd say like 50 50 yeah it like, had to have been more than 50, 50 i mean 60. that was it was wedged like yeah well, well, I, I couldn't do it i, I stood outside with the the just by the glass watching it. There. I was stuck yeah. up the front by Elaine and I could and see Patty. people in there and they couldn't move. But <laughs> Normally people are really like angry about that situation, but everyone was just like, yes. I, I'm wary of like mythologizing gigs so early, so I won't. Um, <laughs> but a guy I know um, did that like after the St. Luke's Altered Errors gig. He's like, this will be the gig that everyone taught. And I just was like, fuck off. Just, <laughs> just chill out. Like, Live in the moment. Don't think about 20 years time when you're telling your kids I was at this gig and they don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, but like, it like capture the memory in your heart and live with it there, you know? Like, uh, sorry, I just, I feel really weird about mythologizing gigs so oh, early. Like, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Owen. I know. I'm the contrarian. I was just trying uh, to give Walter Nowers a bit of a they're the fucking best, pat on the back. They're one of the best bands in Ireland, you know? Yeah, I wish I had gone to their gig in the uh, in the church that time. That was one I was sad I missed. When are, they're playing again next year. It takes a village. Is there a uh, first next court gig? gig of the year? Oh, yeah, yes, they're playing Galway, on mm. Limerick, and the Dublin Altaders as well. Take Trebalgan. <laughs> How awesome amazing. is that? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, sorry we derailed you there. No, you're grand. Um, Jeez, yeah, gigs of the year. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. I've forgotten what I've gone to as well. I, I, I a lot of you guys talk about gigs. I was like, oh yeah, I was at that one. That was incredible. Um, yeah, like, fixity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I've been really proud of a lot of the stuff that we've put on. I mean, 
um just you know the naive ted gigs and stuff like that they they stuck with me um yeah did this side up gig i thought t walk at um townlands was amazing um he had a violin player with him i just love his whole production style as all was um how was, how was townlands in general this year it was good yeah um it was sunny it was <laughs> the weather was nice yeah you i don't know um yeah we, we had a good buzz at it like uh we put together one of the stages for a couple of hours inside in the subatomic um and that all went off we didn't know how that would be because the weather was good outside and we're in under things. but we got a nice crowd in there all the performers are really good and stuff um had a good buzz at townlands in general i'd be interested to see what it's like next year now actually my name is john set was killer at townlands this year yeah I to say that. yeah no he was really really good yeah festival itself yeah it's a cool festival it's good to have something like that in cork hopefully it can keep growing mm. any other gigs you want to mention justin you're happy <laughs> yeah i think it was a good year for gigs um anything else that we need to talk about in 2017 um how bad electric picnic is <laughs> oh right yeah you were there i was there you're you're at a couple of fe- you're at a good few festivals. We did a festival preview podcast. We did a festival preview podcast and it went really well. It was very good. <laughs> and I think a lot of it held true actually. In the end, I listened back to it recently. Really? Uh, yeah. I never listened back to my podcast. All right. <laughs> I never listened back to my album, so we're all good there. Um, uh, what was wrong with Electric Picnic? Because I'm thinking of going next year. At this point, you'd have to pay me to go back, like, and that's not hyperbole. Like, it's I got in on a freebie this year my friend kim was doing some of the art and she's like do you want a free ticket and i was like cool i'll go up short notice great loads of bands i love are playing like tribe called quest like mm. run the jewels like parquet courts i came away with the f- weekend a feeling of such like disappointment so i went every year from 2007 until like 2013 not that it was brilliant in 2013 but like it's just at this point it's like it was muddy, it was raining, there was the Heineken stage, there was the vape stage, there was the Electric Ireland stage. Fucking no one wants to think about their overdue fucking electricity bill while they're at a bloody music festival. Like, Yeah, but like, I mean, Primavera uh, I has that the, as well. I, I don't care about the court. No, Primavera doesn't have, have the level of stupidity Electric Picnic has. Like, But it has the Heineken stage as a main stage, like, Ray-Ban is the no, second no, stage, there was, it's got there, the pitchfork stage. There was literally stage. a stage called like, is it, what's that type of vape? Is Weirdly, the vape is called like Logic Pro Vape. I don't know how they haven't been sued yet by Logic, but like, um, so it was just a vape stage with someone like DJing the pop hits of the day, and that was it. And I was like, it was, and there was like seeing vapes her, you know, at it. I was like, what's going on here? Like, um, it just seems bizarre. And like, I, I, you know, it's hard to complain about commercialization when everything is commercialized these days, you know. But at the same time, it's the site is gigantic. Um, it's impossible to get around. It's so badly laid out. And the sound of the main stage is shocking and will always be shocking. Um, I know, I just think as like, I think as I've gotten older and I've gone to more festivals, like even I went to Longitude last year and Longitude is a bit of a disaster because it's like, I'm 30, it's all 18 year olds there after leaving. But still it was really well organized. But Electric Picnic it just seems like they know what market they have and they can just fuck whatever shit they can at the wall and people will enjoy it. Like, sorry, I'm swearing loads here. Um, but it's not, it's not an enjoyable experience. It's a slog. And like, you don't want a festival to be a slog. You want a festival to be fun, you know? Yeah. 
I went to a couple of really good festivals this year. Like it was great to see Sounds from Safe Harbor back in Cork. Yeah, definitely. There was just such a good vibe around the city as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Uh, and another love story, which uh, me and Emma went to, uh, mm-hmm. was great That's as well. Great. There was like uh, just a really nice vibe there too. I think mm-hmm. smaller festivals are going to keep on go. coming. Yeah. I wish I'd, I actually had a ticket for another love story and couldn't go for some money reasons. I was mm-hmm. gutted then because like everyone came back with such good reports. So. I feel the same way as you do with Let's Picnic with Body and Soul. Like, I've never been to Electric Picnic. I wouldn't even consider it, like, just because, I don't know, I think maybe it's, I like, get claustrophobic with crowds. Maybe that's actually a thing. But, um... Definitely a thing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, a thing with me. Maybe that's, maybe that's the reason why. Um, <laughs> um, don't go to Glastonbury, but, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, Body and Soul, I feel like I've given it a chance now the last couple of years, and... Just the difference between when I went there first, like, I don't know, but this was nine years ago at this stage. And I think there was only like, what, three, three or four thousand people there. And now there's 15,000. And I went this year in the artist camp with um, Fixity that I've never done before. And it's like, whoa, that's way better <laughs> than like general camping. So, yeah, I probably will. I probably won't go back there unless I'm getting kind of paid to go or working there or something. Yeah. But, um, I kind of felt the same about um, body and soul. There was just like way too much deep house. There was like three stages, like almost dedicated to this. It was like everywhere you went, it was like, okay, this is nice and groovy and inoffensive, but uh, in general. They like, could do with a side trans stage. No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to go in that direction either. But I, I just mean, uh, like, I was up there and I just ended up seeing a bunch of bands I can see in Cork anytime, like Fixity and Sugar and all these things. That that was kind of what appealed to me most about it. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I had fun up there, though. So I'm not complaining um, too much. Uh, actually, probably this is probably going to be my, one of my favorite festivals, was uh, Open Air down in Sherkin Island. That, that was, great. yeah, it was so good. Um Definitely sunny, going to that sunny yeah that helps as well um but just the setting of it was gorgeous the vibe was great there was just one stage um and like it, it just it was just easy it was just an easy festival to go to like and all the acts were absolutely great like um and yeah everyone was really sound everyone kind of seemed to be either working in music as well it was like a big networking event almost like everyone was everyone I met was either like a promoter or was an artist themselves or you know, some way involved in the industry anyway. The um, crowd was still good at it, like. Crowd was great, yeah. Is is that the thing you want from a festival? I mean like Yeah. Just like you're there to see the bands, make everything else easy. It's that yeah. simple. Like it's it's that easy. Yeah. But you know, it's like I don't know, I always go to the bath for Primavera and it's gotten really like, tiresome to my friends at this point um but literally you go there there's the stages there's the music there you go that's yeah. it there's no other no yeah, the other stuff is great you know like i'm all for having a sideshow at the festivals but like the organization is on point the security mm. works perfectly yeah there's no like how hard is that to do in ireland i don't get it like mm. well I, look there's a new festival starting in april it takes a village oh, and yeah. i think yeah. it's gonna be really good uh hopefully it does well and uh yeah I really bite. hope I don't fall in the swimming pool. That's a, yeah, big worry. Wow. <laughs> yeah, after but a couple of pints. But like, I, I think like that's that's an interesting one because like I remember, oh, I wish I had gone, but like the, all the ATPs in like uh, the Mosneys and Butlins inside uh, England, they all sounded great. You'd pitch up for your chalet for the weekend, 
and he'd end up like staying next to Nick Cave and all this kind of crack. And you know, like, like I have so many stories from my friends who had gone there and stuff. So I think this is a really good idea. I think yeah, it takes a too. lot. Of, it takes a lot of the slog out of it. Yeah, if you big can, time. Yeah, if you can go to a, a bed under a dry bed under a, <laughs> a solid roof, and yeah. then go to see some bands the next day, that's bloody brilliant. Yeah. Like, I'm all for it. Big time. Cool. Well, I think that we've covered uh, 2017 pretty extensively. Um, it sounds like I need to do like a fixity specific podcast and an altered hours <laughs> like <laughs> fan club podcast as well. Maybe Talk I'll do some spin off ones next year. <laughs> uh, cool. Thanks a lot. Uh, Darren, Emma and Justin and Ross from Cutting Heads Collective. Uh, hope everybody had a good music year. And uh, thanks for listening to the podcast if you have been over the year and we'll be back in 2018. <laughs> Oh, a round of applause. <laughs>